in September 1978, Mary Vinson was on her way to L.A. She was 15 years old and had run away from home. Uh, one report I read, she was heading to her grandfather's house. I don't know if he was just running away from her parents' house or whatever, but that's just one report I read. I'm going here, I'm going there, and I had a sign saying that I was going south, and a man pulled up in a blue van. That man that she mentions in the audio was Lawrence Singleton. He was a 50-year-old man driving a van, and he mentioned about having a daughter around Mary's age, and he had a kind smile, kind of like, you know, the whole... Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. But Mary felt he was all right to ride with, and she had felt since he was older, you know, that maybe if something did kind of go wrong, went south, you know, she's young, probably get, you know, behind. Which, 50 years old, like, yeah, it's older, but I guess maybe teenagers. I guess, well, when we were younger, we were not that far from you're only almost nine years removed from 15 you know what i mean no because you know when we were growing up it's like around 13 14 15 we thought 30 was old yeah. and here i am in my 30s and stuff so i guess in a way we could see how <laughs> you know what i mean like 50 to us at that time was yeah. like wow that's old you know they can't do nothing but 50 is really not that bad but uh anyways like i said she felt you know if anything would happen you know, she, you know, hopefully defend for herself. But a few odd things would occur, but Mary just kind of overlooked it and stuff. But because I guess he had touched her at one point and I guess she didn't like it, like touched her shoulder or something. But uh, she ended up dozing off, you know. I don't know if I would do that with a stranger. Yeah, but I guess I back like in this time, you know, 78, I yeah. But uh, when she woke up, she realized they were going the wrong way. So basically, from my understanding, what was this? this was in Nevada, I think. So and they were supposed to go to L.A., which he was going a different way, if I remember. But he said he could take her to where she needed to go. But she panicked, but he made some excuses and told her everything was basically all right. I think he said, you know, honest man just made a mistake, something stupid like that. But they eventually stopped for a bathroom break. I've also read a rest area. But Mary was feeling uneasy, you know, about the whole situation since she woke up and she ended up getting out to stretch and she tied her shoes. And I read that she just done this just in case she needed to run away from him. But when she bent down to tie her shoe, she fell to the ground. Lawrence had hit her over the head with a sledgehammer. Before we go into any more detail, I don't know if you would do this in a rest area. Maybe if it was a vacant rest area. Yeah. But that's what I don't know if you just pull off the side of the road. But I've read both scenarios. So, whichever way you want to go with. But when she woke up, she was tied in the back of the van, from my understanding. And each arm was tied to the opposite side of the van wall. So, basically spread out. And Lawrence would sexually assault her again and again overnight. I read another report. He tied her hands behind her back and had driven a little bit before cutting the ties and making her drink an unknown substance. And then raped her until she passed out. I wonder if this might be the whole scene. So, maybe he did knock her out of the rest area or, you know, with nobody around and then tied her up. You know, and then took her out to another place. So I don't know if that was the whole scene or what, but either way, she was sexually assaulted, raped by this man, you know, and hit in the head with a sledgehammer. But the next morning, Mary pleaded uh, for her to be set free. Lawrence replied, You said you want to be set free. Swing 
as you heard in the uh, audio, he had hacked off both of her arms with a hatchet, and he, from my understanding, placed her over a thirty-foot cliff in which he felt she would, you know, eventually die. So he just left her. Which I've also read that he like left her like, it was, like a ravine and like something like a concrete thing he like put her in or something. I'm not sure exactly, but he, anyway, she went over the hill. But she was talking about she fell over the hill, so he might have made her, you know, go on down the hill or something. But he, you know, left her to die basically. But in the audio, you heard how the first car drove off, but she wasn't left to die because another couple who was on vacation would stop. And I read that they rushed her to the hospital, then I read that they rushed her to an airport and a helicopter like took off, so I don't know. But she got to a hospital. But I read that she had walked roughly three miles on the road, but you know, she was saying it was night, and when she got up there, it was daylight, starting to get daylight. So she walked probably for a good little bit. But it's crazy, though. You would think with how what happened to her, you know, she had to have lost a lot of blood before even. I don't know how she was, how long she was down before putting the mud, which I guess that would help. Yeah. In sense. But. Would stop the bleeding. But Mary was able to provide a good enough details of Lawrence that he would be identified by anyone that knew him. So that's how he was caught. But six months later, you know, during the trial, Mary would, you know, have to face him again. 
But he claimed that she was a prostitute and he didn't commit the crime. He said someone else had been in the van with them and he called Mary a $10 night whore. Wow. Yeah, a 15-year-old girl and he's calling her a whore, a $10 night whore. But that didn't faze Mary because she stood up in court and pointed with one of her hooked prosthetic arms at him and stated he was my attacker and he'd be taken away. In one report I read, he supposedly said something to Mary and he would later admit that he said he would finish a job even if it took the rest of his life. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it's crazy to think all of what Mary went through and guess what? What? Larry was only sentenced to 14 years in prison. Are you freaking kidding me? This is what I was talking about. And guess what? He only served eight of those years in San Quentin. I told you this. I told you this would upset you. And he was able to, well, the way he was able to do that was good behavior. And he was working as a teaching assistant. So the town took notice when he got paroled and went crazy over his release. So he eventually was ordered to live in a trailer on the grounds of San Quentin until his one-year parole thing was up, like probation and stuff. So the the town got pretty upset. So what do you think about that? 14 years. He should have a lie. Cut the girl's arms off in 14 years. Well, okay, go on more into this. Lawrence would return to Florida once all that was up. In 1990, he was convicted of theft twice. He served roughly two months for stealing a camera, like a cheap camera. He received a two-year sentence for stealing a cheap hat. And all petty crimes until 1997, a neighbor of his would call police to report Lawrence was assaulting a woman in his home. When the police arrived at the home, they found the body of Roxanne Hayes. She had been stabbed multiple times in her upper body. She was a sex worker and a mother of three children. So he kills another woman. Right. Mary ended up traveling to Florida from California to appear at his sentences, and uh, she had to go over the attack he had done to her again, and this time the judge sentenced him to death. But he would die of, in 2001 of cancer in a prison hospital. So I don't know when the trial was, but you're looking at 97, he killed, so roughly four years later he died. But he had to have been pretty old, though. Well, he might not have been exactly 50 in 1978, because that'd be see. I'd have to look see when he actually died, like how old he was. Because 50, 78, 88, 90. Well, he'd be in his 70s, so yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, Mary would marry, and I guess she did get a divorce from the guy, but she ended up having two boys, I guess, in that marriage. And I read she does art, and she still has a lot of trouble. You know, there's a lot of, uh, videos and stuff you can watch on her and the uh she was on i think i survived this is where the audio came from that we played in this video but before we go uh my question is this this is my question that i want to tell you that i couldn't ask you earlier because then we gave away so you now know that he only served you know he sentenced to 40 14 years only served eight do you think if she would have died do you think he would have got a longer sentence uh, at, at the time, you know, when all that went on? Probably. That's that's shitty, ain't it? Yeah, it is. She fought and survived this brutal attack just for him to not get that big of a sentence. Like, I kind of think that if she would have just died there, like, because, well, well, eventually he might not even have been connected to the crime for a while because she might not have been found for a while and there's no connection because he was a stranger to her. Right. 
So he could have went on doing his thing because from my understanding, a few things I read that he did have like a kind of, he was an alcoholic and stuff and kind of was a little iffy with like his ex-wife or his wife at the time. I think it was ex-wife. So, you know, there was things that he'd done before then, you know, it was a sketchy character. So he could have went on doing other things and never been connected to Mary until say he got arrested 10 years down the road after killing multiple women. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he might have been like, yeah, I killed this girl back in 78, and this is where she's at. Like, But then again, he might have even talked about it. So he could have got away with a lot of stuff and never been connected with her. But I don't know what the ruling would be in California for that at that time. But I just find that crazy. And to think if he was, because in 78 to six months later, this would have been 1979. Crap, he might have been in there with Philip. Because wow. Philip was in there in the nine, well, in the late seventies and nineties in San Quentin before you know he went back on death row. That's just crazy. Like I find that crazy. Like, what do you think over that? Yeah, I agree. You, they rarely like abusers rarely get the like worst punishment. Well, like, yes, like with the whole you know raping her and all that. Especially if she's a minor. You know, that's a lot that he should have got for, but the attack, cutting her arms off. Sexually assaulting her before doing so. Yeah, like, that's, which a lot of, you know, rapists and all that do get off on a lesser sentence for that. But just, to, like I said, just the the attack all around, you know. And so the, for him to say, you know, you want to be free and all that, I'll set you free, then cuts. Her arms off, and yeah. he left her to die. Like yeah, he did, he, he fully didn't fully intended on her dying. Yeah, he didn't expect her to live, which he might not have known she was fifteen at the time. He just knew that she was young. So you know what I mean? Like he didn't think she'd she was young. He just knew that she probably wouldn't make it because not many young people, probably today, in that right mind, would do what she done. Like that's takes a lot, a lot of heart and bravery to be able to. Like she said, she just wanted to go to sleep because she could have went to sleep and died. Yeah. But no, she... She had a lot of willpower. Yeah, a voice in her head saying, don't sleep, he's going to do this to other people. And, you know, she got up out of there. And I don't know how she done it. Like, so I'm not sure exactly of the area. But it's... Because you would, especially, you know, losing what she done, you know, so she's looking at the hit with a sledgehammer in the head. So, as you know, her head had to be hurting. You know, she was sexually assaulted. So, probably, you know, that down there and all that probably hurt. You know, having yeah. her arm or her hands cut off, basically, to almost not too far from her elbow, somewhere between there. And, you know, she would have lost a lot of strength in that. Yeah. Like, a lot, and a lot of blood. You don't know how much she bled out during all that before she, you know, Packed it down in its nub. Wonder how, because her arm would have been, would do mud have infected her arm or anything? She could, yeah. I mean, bacteria is everywhere. Which I don't think it would have. Would that probably wouldn't have played that big of a part though? Getting out of the, getting up out of the hill and stuff. But she would have been very, very weak, no matter what. Like, like on the verge of just, I don't know. Like, you can't really put yourself in her shoes, but just be more of like. Kind of in a way, like, she would be teetering, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
one screw up, she's gone. And that's the, like, what do you think? Like, okay, say that you were the t- you were one of the guys in the car. Would you literally keep on going? No. Oh, like, I don't care if she's naked, bleeding, because you know she had to have stuff hanging out, too. Like, because a hatchet, I don't... Which, to cut it like that with a hatchet, like, that'd take a lot of power, though. Yeah, it would be bone. really strong. Because the way that's talking, like, she's holding on to him, and he's hacking, like, that's through bone and stuff. So you know it's not a clean, clean surgical cut. So, yeah, I know she's going to look rough, but they could have done something for her instead of driving. I wonder if they've ever... Because I haven't seen anything, but I wonder if those boys ever put two and two together when she's, like, on the news and everything. I don't know. Like, would you feel bad, though? Like, like if, yeah. if you saw her alive? Like, yeah, she she's alive and got help, but still, you know what I mean? That's, probably, they probably have never told her, like, hey, that was us. Oh, yeah. I've, 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 well, I wouldn't have done what they've done, but I'm sure they're not, they're not going to admit it. Because it makes them look bad leaving her out like that. Which, yeah, I could understand, like what she said, the situation she would have been scary looking, you know, naked, blood, muddy, and everything that else. That says a lot for her to be understanding of that, dude. Yeah. That's what's sad about the whole aspect of it. Like, it was just a bad, bad situation. And, you know, which in one of her interviews, you know, she said, you know, that he took her life away. You know, she's just existing. So she still, like, mentally has this attached to her and it, it's I couldn't imagine living in her shoes but you know she's got two kids out of it which they're probably full grown you know and can you imagine though the fear that she probably had for the longest time before he died you know knowing that he got out when he did can you imagine that yeah if, like being the worry of that he's going to come back especially with him them saying that he made that comment that he would Eventually kill her. Yeah, that would be super scary. So she would have all that till... So if she got out in 1990, so he didn't die to... So you might as well say until... So just say 1990 to 1997 when he got for the murder, seven years, if she would have to know that he's out on the outside living and doing his own thing, not knowing where he's at, possibly. Because once she went back to the, you know, prison night seven, she knew he was there, but I don't know, just be crazy, crazy to think about it. Which if he, well, no, he was in Florida when he got the death penalty. But, I don't know. Is that all you got on this case? Yeah. Yeah, like I said, this case I read about years and years ago. I never could remember her name, but just this stuck with me when I read it. I forgot how long ago I read it. It's... It's probably been close to 10 years, but I can never remember her name to look up the case. And then um, just a week or so ago, something popped up, and that's how I was able to find it. But like I said, this is one of those cases that really, really stick with you, I think. You know, because you usually hear about, you know, killer kills somebody, they die. You know, killer goes to prison. This, you know, girl actually survived a brutal a brutal attack and it's just like said amazing that she was able to survive this and i guess just if why it stuck with me you know for her to go through this and survive you know it's a good way to look up to her and stuff as a role model in a way yeah but uh we thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you on the next one
Thank you.